Good evening, everybody. This is lap number six of Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley, presented by Edmonton International Raceway. My special guest this evening is driver of the number 14 NASCAR late model at Edmonton International Raceway, Rob Hildebrandt. He will be joining us, and he's quite a character, ladies and gentlemen, so I hope you're going to enjoy this show. I have a little bit of EIR news, but Let's get the show started. The green flag is waving. Turn and laps. Mr. Smiley starts right now. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and making Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley such a huge success. I am, of course, Mr. Smiley. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are having a special interview tonight with Rob Hildebrandt. He is driver of the number 14 NASCAR late model here at Edmonton International Raceway. He's quite the character, as I said in the introduction. So enjoy the show, everybody. But first, I just got to go over briefly some EIR news once again. Go to our website, edmontonraceway.com. There you will find the schedule, your season tickets. All of your tickets could be purchased right there online for Edmonton International Raceways events in 2024. Also, we're going to be bringing back my race pass again at the racetrack for the 2024 season. We're going to be doing some finalizing and everything, and hopefully we'll be able to get the fantasy up and running so that way you guys can create your fantasy lineups and everything. It's a free app. Just download it from Google Play or the App Store. Create your free account. Make Edmonton International Raceway your favorite. That way you get push notifications. You get updates. And it's a really cool interactive experience for both drivers and the fans. All right. On April the 5th to the 7th in Calgary, Edmonton International Raceway is going to be at the World of Wheels down there in Calgary. It's a huge automotive car show. Stop by Edmonton International Raceway's booth and get your $5 Fan Appreciation Day tickets. That's only going to be sold at the, at the uh, World of Wheels in Calgary, April the 5th to 7th. So you get your $5 fan appreciation tickets. That's on June the 1st. Also, there's going to be other locations. Stay tuned to all of Edmonton International Raceway's social media channels and the website for details on the locations of where they're going to be so you can pick up your $5 Fan Appreciation Day tickets. That's the only time this year that we're going to have a $5 admission fee, and it's going to be for Fan Appreciation Day. We want to pack the stands as much as we can because the racing out there is just fantastic. We're going to have all of our classes out that night. It's just going to be fantastic. Again, for all schedule updates, go online to edmontonraceway.com or keep in keep an eye on our social media channels, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so that was a quick little bit of news. I uh, didn't have very much that I wanted to say for news or anything, so we're going to go right into our interview segment. 
uh, Rob Hildebrandt. He's been a fixture at Edmonton International Raceway for a few years now. I haven't had personally had the chance to race against him, but he's a quite the competitor and he's quite the character, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoy this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Hildebrandt. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show. And how was your day, man? My, uh, it was nerve-wracking. <laughs> nerve-wracking. Wow, I thought I was going to be riddled by Mr. Smiley, so, you know, uh, I had to uh, nervous. No, you're, no, I'm just kidding. It, it was a good no, day. It was a good day. You're not, you're not going to be grilled, not going to be grilled. No. Love the guitar collection behind you, bud. Yeah, you were mentioning that. Um, interesting enough, I, I pulled it down already. Yeah. This is the flag guitar. Um, 2016, when uh, uh, we all went, Ron, Erica, Loretta, we all went down to Florida to do some racing. Yeah. We went through the Daytona shop and they had a, a discount rack. Okay. So they had all these t shirts. Ron and I both have the same t shirt. Um, and uh, I didn't want to wreck it by wearing it because I'm, a, you know, I wear my clothes, you know. And I yeah. wanted to display it and. Well, you know, having a t-shirt hanging on the wall takes up a lot of space. So I built a guitar that's flaggish shape. This is actually a copy of a Mockingbird from BC Rich. And then I glued the t-shirt on. Now, the reason why these t-shirts were so so cheap is if you read here, they forgot the the S. Ah, the retard. <laughs> so we make the races go backwards. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they... They, <laughs> they uh... So they're on sale, and like I said, that's how I wanted to preserve it. So, so you know, smart good way memories. to do it. Well, I mean, it, it's more than a T-shirt. You know, it's the memories that that come along with the T-shirt. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's um, yeah, so, yeah. These are right. my 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 pastime hobby since childhood. Yeah. You actually have time to have hobbies and a pastime. You're such a busy guy with work and being a single dad, raising a beautiful <laughs> little girl. Yeah, uh, she's actually in the other room. You might see her because, you know. That, that's okay. But, if she pops in and out, that that's perfectly fine. Uh, uh, I saw a cat behind your shoulder, too. Uh, a what? Yeah, I saw a cat that was behind your shoulder not too long oh, ago that, when we first started. That, that's Trickle. Yes, named after Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder. Uh huh. So, but uh, yeah, she's. Uh, yeah, I got a cat laying on my lap too, so uh, he'll end up uh, leaving probably halfway through because I get pretty animated when I'm talking in that. I've watched you. I, I honestly, I haven't watched uh, a whole lot because, as you said, you know, I'm, I'm a busy guy. But you know, from the hours of you know one o'clock to two o'clock in the morning, I, I get some time to play. But I, I play a lot at the church and whatnot, right? So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, right away, my first question for you is, when did you get bit by the racing bug and start racing? Uh, I, ever since I can have a hot wheel in this hand and a hot wheel in this hand and make them do that, I guess. I, 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 it's been a family thing for us, not necessarily automotive racing, um, I, I started BMX racing, believe it or not, but, uh, my, you know, my, my dad was into race cars and, uh, um, uh, lots of my extended family are into race cars and we just like going fast all our life. So, you know, there, I've always loved cars and then I, I just got into 
to, to racing, drag racing back in Vancouver, getting into trouble. Because <laughs> we don't really have much for drag racing that's legal in Vancouver. But back then, they also shut down the, the cities at, you know, at one thirty in the morning, downtown Vancouver was ghost town. So oh, that's, wow. where we, that's where we started. Then I, when I moved to Alberta, it's just, man, there's so much racing out here. It's, you know, we have the, the, the hundred foot shootouts, the time attacks. And I got involved with a lot of that. And I was back in 2000, I started at EIR with Sean Burnett racing thunder cars. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what a massive change around that track since then. They've done a fantastic job, but um, I fell out of it for a few years, and then I came back. I believe it was 2010, um, and then once I got into that car, it was that was it. You know, no more playing on the highways, and no more getting in trouble. It's, it's like, oh, my <laughs> home. So yeah, awesome. Where all of you raced at? Um, I, where have I raced? I raced in Brimby in the dirt. Um, obviously Mission Raceway back, back home. We've been at Castrol. Uh, we raced out in San Gudo. Uh, boy, there's a couple other drivers. Some places down in the U.S. Um, I spent a few years, uh, living down, you know, Oklahoma. And then, um, just kind of all over the U.S. and, you know, the U.S. being the U.S., it's just racing everywhere. But a lot of it was just nighttime street racing. And then uh, um, when, you, when you get over and you have the places to go, uh, and, and you don't worry about the midnight racing. So, no, okay, primarily I've been at EIR. I haven't even made it to Saskatoon. No? No. No inkling to go to, go to Saskatoon and race? Uh, I, I have I have a one, you know, just just cause. But no, I'm 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 a, I'm pretty much what you'd call a homebody, you know, um, when it comes to racing, just because it's you know it's it's not a career, it's uh just 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 something I look forward to, and I'm I struggle with change, so I guess if I was going track to track to track, it probably fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll be moving right along to the next question. Then, what's been the most challenging race that sure. you've been in? It's a challenging race. <laughs> um, boy, there's been a lot. <laughs> How about almost <laughs> every race in my racing career? <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's, it's not a joke. I. I Man, I, I think I've had a very small window of things that just don't go wrong. But on the on the vast majority, it's it's been a challenge every, every single race day, from getting to the track to keeping the car fifty percent on the track. And, and uh, just gotta be honest, but um, no, most challenging race. I honestly, I would think the most challenging race I've had would have been later in the 2011 feature stock series. Okay. Reason being is back then we, we had a lot of rivalries going around the track and we had a lot of cars too. So, and there was this thing between, uh, uh, oh man, David, um, 
I can't believe it. And, and you, you would probably kick me in the pants if you knew what name I'm forgetting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can see their faces, but uh, Keith, Paul, myself, um, the whole, you know, they're in Thunder Cars. They've been around forever. I can't even think of his first name. Oh, my Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of embarrassed. So, but anyway, <laughs> it'll come to me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was a lot of tag team going on where I'd got, you know, spun out or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I looked at a lot of black flags back then and we're getting close to the season champion. And I, I had a chance to, to take him out. And I, I guess my struggle was, is just keeping my, my wits about me and, and, and for the last 10 laps of that race, you know, just staying away. And um, I didn't win. <laughs> I got I got second. He won, but <laughs> but at the same time, I think that was probably the biggest challenge I've had, um, the most challenging. And it will it, it'll um, and I'm sure whoever's watching knows exactly who I'm talking about, especially going back to 2011. But oh, I like it's just hilarious. I can't remember a single one of their names right now. <laughs> well, that's okay. That, that's fine. You you mentioned rivalries back in the in the feature stocks right back in the day. Uh, they were yeah. called feature stocks back then. They're now yeah. known as the pure stocks. The pure stocks. Um, yeah. Yeah, but who's been your biggest rival in racing? Myself. <laughs> I was going to say besides yourself, but besides myself. All right, who's been my? Um, I, I think. My gram, obviously, we've had some pretty good rivalries. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, we've been through so many different drivers in the, in the Superstock class since well, back when the Superstocks uh, since 2013. It's I mean, I, I boy, I had some good rivalry with the Craigs. Um, that ended up both on and off the track, but um, mm -hmm. interesting enough, um, the thing about our racing community is even back then when the Craigs and I, we would be on it off the track and on the track. If I broke down, they were one of the first ones to, to come running over to get me back on the track, which mm -hmm. is pretty amazing. But you all know, Mike Graham and I, we, I think we had the longest running rivalry at, at the track. Um, and I try, I get into trouble, but I try and stay out of trouble. <laughs> you know, um, you know the Macintosh. That's been kind of a love-hate relationship. <laughs> uh, but uh, going back to the early years, boy, there there were a lot of there, there, a lot of them stemmed from the craigs for sure. Uh, a lot of it uh, was me and. Um, um, <laughs> Tyler Knowles, that, that 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 was a rough season. It was just both of us put ourselves in positions that we, you know, shouldn't have put ourselves in, or one that we just couldn't help it, and that kind of just stemmed an offshoot of what really happens, you know. Um, but uh, I think that was turned more into a rivalry by by others than an actual rivalry per se. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, and I just look at all the drivers we've gone through over the last 
you know, plus in 2013 when I came in full time. Of course, it, even full time it was, you know, half time because man, I've missed the first half of the season because I'm still building the car. I don't, I don't put money into the car. I put time and labor, and if I can afford the next great part, then great. If not, well, whatever. You know, we'll just hang out the next season, and eventually we'll we'll get there. Mm -hmm. I think that's what 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 came about this final season. Which, FYI, we weren't even intending on racing this season. No? <laughs> no, no. We uh, were just coming out to have a little fun, run some laps. Um, at the, we, we had a, a couple, you know, low car count nights. It's just like, well, I just can't come work on the car. I got to race. And then, you know, next thing you know, we start looking at the point standing and, you know, the car is feeling pretty good. And let's just, and we, we, we pulled off the whole season. I think this is my first full season. I've actually pulled off five, six years. Oh, right I, on! I, I, I got to tell you, I, if, I wouldn't have done it without my, without Damien, my my pit guy. Chief, right. He's been, he's he's been by my side for some quite some time, and I'll tell you, he's a huge encouragement, a huge help, and man, he's gung ho. So, you know, without him, I don't I don't think I would have would have would have done it. So that's your motivation to keep on on racing, then. Um, no, my my motivation to keep on racing is just because I I enjoy it, um, and I do have the, the encouragement to to help pursue what I enjoy. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> it, it's all it's all in the Lord's hands where I go with it. If, if He gives me the time to do it, I, I'm there. Um, this season started to look a little bit more on the up and up for us. We got a little bit more help, and well, Good. we didn't pull a wrecked race car off the racetrack last year, so that's nope. <laughs> so there's no thrashing going on. Unfortunately, we're not going to get her painted at all this year. But yeah, no. So you know, I've got lots of motivation. Um, you know, and, and more of it is I enjoy being there. It is what I think it the ultimate motivation for me is just i enjoy being there with with, with all the guys mm -hmm. you know um and then uh i i can think of so many more things that are worse off on a, on a weekend to do that'll either get me in trouble or make you go even more broke and have remorse over it instead of you know a good story to tell <laughs> um, <laughs> yep i'd rather the stories than the remorse that, that's right. That's right. So, no, it's, uh, yeah, we're excited. We're excited. So. But that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so what has been your most demanding race physically and mentally? Uh, physically, the most demanding race would have been two, three seasons ago, because I missed the season before last, when we were running the 75 lap rooms. Okay. I, uh, it was, I think I ran 70 of it, but I, I, I was weak, I was tired, I was malnourished, I wasn't eating much back then, I was going through a major life transition. And I also had a back injury. Oh, uh, 
a, a reoccurring back injury, and, and um, I, I remember Bruce, um, you know, even thinking it's like, I don't know, you should be racing. I, I could barely get him out of the car, so um, it, it was it, it was tough. It was it was a painful race. I remember that. And again, I was out of shape mentally, physically, and the car was still a dump truck. Um, I still had the horrible old school steering in it. Uh, I finally upgraded, which, if you notice this season, the car actually started turning. So, uh, the, yeah, that was, and like I said, I don't really spend the money on the car. So, when the opportunity arises to do the upgrades, I need, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's either a horse trade build or or somehow else come a, come across what I need. So I, I fought my uh, horrible steering system for years. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, we, I could go into debt very easily. Built a race car. <laughs> we, we all can. <laughs> you say hi. Hey, Sweeney, how are you? Hey, do you know my, my friend Kevin here? He might do something for you because he's a really, really, really awesome friend. Of Ricky Doggy. Oh, so yes, I am. Ask him, he'll say hi. 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 You want to. So, yeah, and mentally, I think last four, I think the last four races of this last season was probably my hardest. Just because, I mean, the car was, was there, but it kept dying and quitting and um, and we, we did everything. We replaced all the wiring and all the switches and this and that and distributors and, and, and we couldn't find the problem. And I think that was the most mentally frustrating. Okay. That was the most mentally frustrating racing I've done just cause I mean, I don't know what happened. I mean, the car was awesome on fire and, treated to a few little things and and then it just died every single race night you know and mm-hmm. uh, that that was mentally exhausting for sure of course i figured it out the, the day after our final race uh-huh <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite embarrassed i've had some friends of mine tell me if they're around they would have kicked me in the pants but uh it's a good thing we got that sorted out now so well there you go. So you're going to ride a wave of momentum in 2014 then? I think so. Uh, or 2014. So, Where am I going? 2014. <laughs> we're in 2024. Now. Don't worry. You're, you're like me. I think we're smoking out of the same pipe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind going back 10 years. <laughs> I tell you, I won't oh, make the same man. mistake if I go back, right? <laughs> that's um, true that's true yeah no i i think 2024 is is going to be a, a really fun season for us uh there's a there's a couple hopefully's we can get down to the car mm-hmm. and then put some tires on her and i mean other than that she's ready to drive off the trailer and you know brought her home in one piece but that's that's a good thing. Bringing it home in one piece, working on it yeah. in the off season, get her all set and ready to go. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, working on it's the hard part this year. I don't have a shop anymore or anything. So right. 
I kind of got to depend on the weather outside and uh, kind of pick at it. And right now it's still on my trailer, but, you know, it's, <laughs> I miss having a shop, which I guess it's a good way <laughs> I bet you I'd do. probably be putting a lot of time into it instead of building my house. Can I have more chocolate? <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> You're lucky I'm on an interview, kiddo. Carrots. <laughs> so, but, uh, ah, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be, boy, it's going to be a blast, you know. Um, yeah. You know, running with the guys again. And I, I think now that we've had a fairly same group of drivers uh, on, on the majority, you know, it's, it kind of builds that, that relationship and, and, understanding how each guy is and how you can run with with each guy and mm -hmm. i think that's been the biggest struggle with me because when i left the i didn't leave the class the first year i missed um oh. and when i came back it's pretty much all new faces in the class so it's just like oh okay <laughs> oh hey dave <laughs> no, I, I mean erica was there for sure but really mm -hmm. that's you know that, that was that was it and now it's Mike Graham, of course, and he, I think him and I are the two that are since what before I missed my first season off because so I missed uh 2019 as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, so yeah, when I came after that, it was you know, it's different, yeah, you know, it's different, mm -hmm. but I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it, you know, looking awesome. forward to again this year. And we got some really cool new, new guys showing up, and you know, they've been fun to, to ride with. and yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I heard that we're going to have a really good car count in the late models for coming up in 2024, which is like fantastic because you guys are going to put on a fantastic show. You know, it's going to be think great. So, you know, even the few nights that that uh, that I ended up having to come off the track, that I, I went and watched up from the tower, and boy, oh boy, you know. It, 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 it was good to see more of our cars, but not even a better show. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be a blast regardless. Oh, that's most a, definitely. That's all I can say. Yeah. Oh, it will be. It will be. I'm really looking forward to this race season. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, so, you know, got more help and got a good car. I think it's a good car. <laughs> we'll see. I'll win a feature eventually. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that day. Me, me too. I've never won a feature race in my, in my entire life. Really? No matter what, no matter what racing I've ever done in my life, I've never actually won a feature. I have this choke thing, and I screw up or do something wrong, and I'll I'll lose my first pace position. But so I'm I'm. I'm hoping I've broken through that. <laughs> I mean, going right back down to when I was a kid racing BMXs. You know, it was, I, I would do something stupid and lose first place. And so. So have you won, have you won heat races? Oh, I've won heat races. I, I won a lot of heat races. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but that's only one third of the real race. That's that's true. That's true. I only won one. I only won once, and that was a heat race when I was running the pure stock, the number two pure stock. Right. 
I won a heat race, and I, I'm telling you, what a, even though it was a heat race, it was like a, I felt like a one day tone. I was like, yes, I finally won a race. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, when I so I've been in the super stocks since 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, my best placed finish, uh, especially in the earlier 2013, 14, 15, would would have been third. Um, but I'll tell you, and uh, when I in 2019 when I won my first heat race, when when I came to the pits, it was just unbelievable. Everybody that's just like was there, just you know, cheering me on and clapping, and you know, it's about time. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, I think that was a big booster in itself too. Mm -hmm. um, although over the last. I would have to say five years, especially it's become way less about the winning and then more realizing I'm, I'm getting to do something uh, that not a lot of people, if you look at, you know, the ratio, get a chance to do that really want to do. So I just, I think about that every time I, I I'm out there. It's just like, mm -hmm. win or lose, man. I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing, and if I get to do this that so many people want to be able to do that just aren't able or just can never muster up what it, you know that little bit of courage to go and do it, it's just I, I like just taking the joy that I've been given this privilege to to just just go and turn some laps and have a good time, and it's you know it's, winning would be nice, yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you when you have a different perspective it brings a whole bunch more joy to the you know the actual event activity and uh, mm -hmm. so well <laughs> yeah, how long are you it. planning on staying in racing well um there's been talks about me staying till the day i die which is probably <laughs> more than likely gonna happen i'm gonna have to see i i mean i don't i have don't know have any intention on quitting racing to be honest with you i um i do have a daughter that's looking forward to start racing oh good um boy she's she is so cranked um yeah just she's got another four years to go so put her in a mini cup she's gonna get into a mini i mean damien's already scouting cars for her and oh right um, on and that's going to be the next challenge because, you know, Damon's getting to the point where he, he wants to start racing again, too, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. That puts another car on the track, by the way. That, <laughs> the more cars on the track, the better the show is going to be. Well, that's just it, yeah. Um, Mike Sawyer, he, he used to be my, my crew chief. When we, mm -hmm. we talked about that in the summer, actually. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah, that's how that's how we met, and that's how we, uh, he ended up on the track, and it was... I put a rant on on Facebook um, about how people just uh, we were going to Florida and we're looking for team guys, and, you know, and the the people I talk to, it's just like, well, do we get paid? And this is like, yeah, no, but it's like, well, we got to work. Well, yeah, but there's lots of fun that goes along with it. So I, mm -hmm. I put a rant out there, and, and that's how Mike and I met. And he said, oh, I'd love to go and do this and help you guys out. And, I mean, he wasn't able to, but him and I developed this, this relationship over that. And 
him and I became, you know, partners and on the team. And then he actually ended up working for me at the plant that I, that I ran. And now he's kind of replaced uh, a lot of what I used to do with the track before my life kind of went downhill, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's good to see him there. Um, and I love it. But, um, so I'm, I'm hoping he comes back. So am I. So am I. I haven't, I, mean, I haven't talked to him yet and seeing what his future plans are. I, I have poked his shoulder quite often. It's like, if you're not in the race car, you should be working on this race car. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he's married now too, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll definitely see what happens. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, Mike Sawyer, if you're watching, I don't know where you live, but I can find out. <laughs> Drag I can it find out. out. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy, I'm I'm excited. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's a here's a stumper for you. Sure. How is how has racing prepared you for life outside of the racetrack? Oh, has it? Boy, I'll I'll tell you, it's it. I I think racing has become one of the best mental mentors in in a daily world. I mean, you got to learn how to cope with a lot of things, problem mm -hmm. solve, you know, abide by rules, you know, and, and just keep your, keep your wits about you. And of course today in, in, in this goofy world of ours where everything is so rush, 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 it's, uh, you, I've learned how to slow down and, and pace my thoughts. And cause I mean, race car, it's, we're always trying to think ahead mm -hmm. and, and with clarity. Not just, you know, if I do this, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's really done a lot in, in just the way of mental pre preparation for a lot of things that may come your way because you don't know what's happening at a racetrack. No. You know, when you're, when you're coming out of two and something happens in three, you, you don't really know until it's, it's, you know, it's almost too late at times. But cause, I mean, what, what I love watching is the races after racing. Cause you know, people will post the, the races and it's like, mm -hmm. well, it sure feels so much different than how it looks in the race car. Right. <laughs> it's, it's very quick in a race car. Oh, but does it, is it ever faster than the race car? Yeah. I, of course, when you watch it on TV, cause everybody's moving at the same pace. Yeah. You know, and for us, we're, we're moving at the same pace, but things are happening quick. So I think it really sharpens one's mind. Um, but then, of course, you, you, you learn how to just be diplomatic. So, I mean, there, man, there's a ton of life lessons, especially when it comes to driving here in Alberta. <laughs> I, I had my ex-wife. We were going to Vancouver, coming back from Vancouver, sorry. And boy, oh, boy, we got into a real hairy situation. Car was doing this and this and this on the icy roads and oncoming traffic. And I just... <laughs> Played it cool, drove it like a race car, and didn't put it into the wall. In this case, an oncoming truck. And I can remember saying, oh, it's a good thing you drive race cars. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, for, for drivers, definitely. You, you really learn where you can move a car and control a car. And at the same time, it also learns how you can control a car and move a car and <laughs> so, and not just and not just your car but your competitor's but the, cars. but the other car yeah yeah no 
No, I, I think it's, you know, I think any, any sport that requires discipline definitely has its advantages in the, in the real world. Uh, car racing is definitely one of them because, I mean, it's, it's everything. So, I mean, I'm not a jogger, so it's, I don't know how much, but it seems primarily the legs get used and, and where is this? It's you're using your legs, coordination and, and, and everything. So, like I said, I'm not mm -hmm. a sports guy, so I can't really, it's not really fair to me to make analogies of sports, I guess, but I don't know, for me, it's just, it almost uses every aspect of the human body. That it does. So, so you know, there's nothing but uh, advantages coming into the world outside of the racetrack, and and not only that, being having an outlet, you know, you got a place to kind of let out whatever's inside, whether it's screaming in the race car or just. But, you know, I've done that lots, <laughs> but or if it's just you know getting that that thrill out of the way and then you can go back into the life and you have left explosions and blow ups throughout the week and um, it's it'll calm a person down I, I can tell you that and the RCMP can tell you that around here too because I used to mm -hmm. chase me around in cars all the time and um, I always tell them don't worry racing seasons in two more weeks you won't see me <laughs> hot rodding no more <laughs> <laughs> true story yep but um and uh so yeah it, it, i think it, it's just but if, if that's if a guy lets it you know we, we, we gotta let those things happen at the same time because otherwise you'll just be hotheads like reverend bill back in the day <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that some other day ron's got all sorts of stories I've tried to get Ron on the podcast to tell some stories, but he's not coming on yet. He's not coming on. Well, Ron, I'll tell him all the dirty secrets on our travels for you. Maybe that'll get him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And speaking about Ron, have you raced against Ron? Once. Okay. Tell me what, is, what he's like on the track. Well, this is a little bit different. We were on a, we, we were on a, this is a great story. We, we went to a drag strip. Oh, geez. Yeah. Ron and I went drag racing together one day. His Firebird versus my Camaro. And yeah, I finally beat a theory on the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually on the old track, I've never, I've never raced against Ron. Just Erica. Just Erica. Yeah. And she's quite the competitor. She's an awesome, you know what, I, I, she really is a fantastic driver and and the, just her attitude on most of the time around the track, you know, it, it was somewhat inspiring. I mean, of course, like the rest of us, we all have bad attitudes from time to time. <laughs> uh, she, she can have a bad attitude, attitude just like one of us guys or she can be the, 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 well, now you can actually say motherly type. You know. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, being close with, with all them, you definitely get to see all, all, all sides. And the more I got to know the entire family, just the more I got to grow to appreciate them. And, and, and it's amazing what, they, what those guys do. We'll never know. 
how much they actually, you know, put in and no. I'll tell you. But I'll tell you, it's why well, I think every track owner needs you know, every track needs owners like this that it's it's definitely a passion. You know. Oh, you it is a passion for sure. You, you can, can tell. Yeah, you and you can tell going track to track where ones are just after the money and the other ones are after a, a legacy, I guess. I mean, Ron put so much time and effort into building that track, and I've had so much privilege being able to work alongside with him on, on a lot of the projects. And then you go to a lot of other tracks where, you know, you got to take out a small loan to get a bottle of water and fries, and the track is dumpy. You know, it's, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot of those tracks out there. And it just goes to show you where the owner's pride levels are. And, and, and you know they, they, they work hard oh i don't think we'll ever see an end result in any lifetime of, of the vision of the track because it's so <laughs> it's, it's ever growing braun's got an incredible imagination yes he does he does so, and uh, lots of projects yeah but i'll, I'll tell you when ron and i did go racing with each other to the drag strip uh, i think kevin grips had with us but uh, we, we got to Castro, they got us into tech, and the tech guys, of course, knew who we were. And said, Aren't you guys at the wrong racetrack? I says, uh, no, we're just here for some fun. Says, well, here's how you get to the we we'll go through tech. And they go, okay, now what you got to do is you follow this road, make a left, make a right, take you right back to the highway to your own track. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Ron and I, we just went and had some fun. Did, did, did some laps or did some passes, I guess, right? We're, we're in drag strip now. And mm -hmm. then we went home. We had a great time. <laughs> we went home and yeah. So that was the only time I actually got to race with Ron on the track. That, that's awesome. That's a great story, by the way. Yeah, it was lots of fun. I could tell you had lots of fun for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask Ron next time I see him. What was it like drag racing against uh, Rob Hildebrand? He'll probably go, well, he had a new car. I had a new Camaro, and he had his old old Firebird, which I really like. It's a beautiful car. I was just like, haha, I don't care. <laughs> I win. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put my car to the wall, though. Ooh, not a good yeah. spot. No, 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 no. So I took the me being going back to the being the dumb kid, you know, like we we do. So it's like, okay, I don't need traction control. I'm gonna take off the village track. Creep, creep. <laughs> <laughs> down the racetrack. Still pulled off 14 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, traction control. I'll tell you another embarrassing moment with with my Camaro is. I was gonna. I was doing burnouts. We. I can't remember. Why. I was the pace car one night at, at the races, and uh, uh, I went to go do some burnouts at the end of the races. And I had the announcer with me in the car, and I could not. I mean, I got a, an SS Camaro that's got tons of power. And, mm -hmm. Well, I forgot to take off the all the you can't do that switches, and <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I you know, there's a whole whole. Uh, uh, stands full of fans watching this meathead trying to do burnouts with traction control on and 
<laughs> wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. That doesn't work so well. Show, showboating for some reason, it's it seems to have had an off switch for me. I can't really showboat <laughs> like I used to because maybe it's a good thing. Maybe I would have put it in the wall if I did start chopping some donuts and who knows. Yeah, you don't want to have that nose pointed to the wall. It, it kind of hurts a little bit. No. Yeah. <laughs> and expensive on that. At least back then on that car was a little bit pricey. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. No, I got a Camaro that, all right, if I put it in the wall, it's just fiberglass. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Sorry about your paint, Ron. <laughs> Sorry about the paint, Ron. <laughs> I think that is it. I, I think. I think uh, that was probably one of the most repetitive comments that went through my head this past season. Not not in regards to paint around the racetrack, but watching Mike Graham and Mike Sawyer and the rental cars doing a little bit of this, and I'm like, oh, oh, Ron's going to kill you. Oh, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for sure. <laughs> I was up there at the tower doing the same thing, going, oh, Ron's not going to be happy. He's not going to be happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah, There's a lot of good highlights this year, I think. Uh, you know, definitely. And one of the highlights from what I saw this year was that 75-lap event that we had, the Pinty's drivers. It was known as Pinty Series oh, that last was an year. Awesome joining us. I was, I'm about to ask, what? From your perspective, you drove against these guys. How was that race for you? Awful. I, I don't know if you realized. Um, I don't even think I made 10 laps. Well, you made I more than Mike Sawyer years. did. Yeah, what? I can't remember what happened. Uh, I Mike happened to come in. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I had no steering. You, yeah, you were fighting steering problems all right. year my, long. My, my steering box was, was broke, is, is what it was. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, the, I guess there's a, there, there was a busted gear in there. Um, um, I can't remember. I, I took it apart, and I, I can't remember what I found. But uh, not gear, uh, a bunch of broken bearings. But uh, so, which put a lot more slop into my wheel. And, uh, um, and, I, and I remember thinking when I seen Mike Sawyer, come in after, after the, the, the the little wreck there. I think it was a wreck. No, but he I had a fire. In my head, it's just like, man, I should just get back out there. Then I can, there's still enough laps remaining. And so I was getting into my car and something else happened. And I'm like, ah, I wouldn't start or something like that. So I just climbed out. But uh, for, for what I got to watch of that race, man, it was, I, I watched the last little bit. And, oh, Man, I, I, I was just taken back. Mike Ram just ran a good hard race and Brett just pulled the classic bump and run and Yeah. It, it was it was so well executed just on both drivers' behalf. I I gotta say, I mean that was that that was top notch racing right there. Um and boy I'll tell you I was I was cranking for, for, for Ram <laughs> and then uh <laughs> but, a lot of us you know, were. I mean, a lot. You should have heard us in the tower. We were oh, just. Mike's got this. He's got this. He's got it. Well, man, it was just. And then you're right. Brett Taylor did the bump and run, and he executed it perfect. And 
Mike ended up getting in second place, but those guys were like, they put on a, a, they put on a clinic. That's the way you want to race. Oh, that's it. I mean, that was, that was, you know, I think we had a really good, good, decent season this year on, on, on the whole. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think you were there to see the season prior I was racing. So that would have been 20. I think we went the entire season of three caution flights. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, 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 it was, it was a fantastic season as well. Not a whole lot of wrecking, not a whole lot of anything, but, uh, yeah, I think there's three caution flights throughout the season. <laughs> well, well, when you wreck the car, that costs money. So we what? don't want the cars wrecked. <laughs> no, the fans no, want to see no. the wrecks, but drivers, we don't want to yeah, want no. to wreck. No. Yeah, we we, we got to change the fans' minds. No, you don't want to see wrecks. That's what that's what the hit the pass is about. <laughs> rename the car. Hit the pass for, for yeah. wrecks. Yeah. Now no, it's renamed. It. Yeah. yeah. So. No, let's uh, keep her clean. Smyrna, well, that's that's a wreck fest. If you want to see wrecks, you go up to Smyrna. You go watch Speed Weeks. And uh, our our first season out, you know, it's everybody's got the T-shirt. I survived Speed Weeks, and of course, I've never been there, so I didn't quite understand it till the end of the week. Mm -hmm. the, the place looked like a junkyard. You know, there'd be like ten thousand busted. Yeah, ten thousand. Trust me, ten thousand is not true. <laughs> you know, busted race cars, and then four left on the track. Wow! <laughs> speed weeks. Oh, it was real. We we got wrecked uh, the second year that I went, pretty bad. And that was the last time we all went. So mm -hmm. it's basically because uh, I mean, Erica was on fire. We pulled into ninth, and our, our friend from Kentucky uh, decided to smear into the wall. So it's aptly named New Smyrna. <laughs> and basically, and, and he said it with his own mouth, it's women don't belong in the sport. And, Ooh. Yeah, it was. There's still a lot of that mindset down there. It's not but, right. No. No. So, but, uh, I mean, I was proud of that. I mean, that was a hard trip for all of us. Kevin Grimstead rushed to the hospital and busted cars. and that, <laughs> it, was, uh, it took Ron and I 83 hours to drive there. Oh, that's a long uh, drive. We hit uh, the really bad snow in Minnesota. And it's every 15 minutes you got to pull off, arms full of... And it's the two of us driving. This is the season we really had no help. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the rest flew in later. But Yeah, no, that was a tough trip for all of us the entire, entire time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We're going to stay with racing. But Good. we're gonna go a little off tangent here. What sure. do you think? Of, what do you think of the EV technology that's available? And what do you think is gonna happen to racing with in the future with electric vehicles? Now I got it. There's a little flip side to this because down in the U.S., the U.S. Congress and the government is trying to kill racing down there. Now yep. that's why that's why PRI is around, and you have to pay a membership for PRI because they use those funds to lobby against that happening. So what do you think of EV technology and the alternate fuel technologies? Do we uh, see that coming honest, into racing? I, 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 I honestly, I don't have really any 
One one second, honey. Uh, I honestly, I, I I I have no authority to give any opinion on that because I haven't really looked, heard, talked really about any of it. I'm probably the most ignorant person on the planet when it comes to this right now. I have I I really don't know anything about it. Um, for me. Do I like the idea of EV? Sure. Why not? Racing's racing. Um, is it going to lose? Sorry, I'm just tying a, a cape onto my... There you go. It's all good, buddy. It's all good. No, it's okay. I, I've raced those EV go-karts. Mm -hmm. they're, they're fun. The thing I miss is the sound. Yeah. So, so if it comes to that, I'll probably have my iPod on my hip with my headphones on, cranked up to engine sounds, maybe, I guess. <laughs> well, um, Borleg, Borleg Exhaust makes an emulator um, for electric vehicles to make them sound like they have a have a, an exhaust or rumble and stuff like that. So that's, that's something perfect. that could be put in those cars. Now, I, I, I've seen one show. I can't remember which one it was. Actually, I didn't watch the show. My, 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 my uncle gave me tidbits. They did it the right way. They actually put a V8 in a Tesla. So, <laughs> V8 in a Tesla. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I really don't have anything to to contribute really to that, that. At this point in my life, when I hear more about it and have the time to look into it, it's, it's you know, I got a truck. I put gas into it. It gets me here and there. <laughs> and you know for being i think uh, racing sure it might be fun um it's gonna be uh, an adjust to to get used to i think so because the the torque is different on electric oh yes you know it's like lagless right there so i think that's gonna obviously be a challenge to overcome but mm-hmm Aside from that, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's all good, bud. All good. I don't know. Um, what advice would you give to the new generation of drivers that's coming into the sport uh, looking to succeed in motorsports? Don't give up. That is probably the... <laughs> that's... Yes, baby. That's probably the biggest piece of advice that I could ever give. You're going to grow. You're going to learn, and you're going to be unstoppable eventually. Of course. Um, and now it doesn't mean you're going to win, but what it means is nothing's going to stop you from getting to that track to enjoying yourself because you've not given up and you put so much of yourself into it that you want to see the success. Um, and young guys, listen to us, old guys. We've been around a little bit. Just like your grandparents and your parents tell you growing up. We've been there, done that. We know what's best. So mm -hmm. um, really work on, I, I think the young generation really needs to keep their ears open. Because I'll tell you, there's a lot of things you just hear around you at the track that can help you out. Absolutely. So yeah, I guess the biggest thing is discouragement, encouragement. Whether it doesn't matter, just don't give up. Just just keep giving her. Because I have a little motto I've actually lived by is the day you give up is the day you would have won. 
Nice. Yeah, so I, I like I that. lived with that for. Um, so yeah, I, I've sort of lived with that a little lot. That's but, you know. Yeah. That's perfect, bud. That is perfect. So, That's a great model. Well, yeah. The, I am thinking about doing a little bit more stackers this coming season. Um, talk about a coming around of life, I guess. Because I've refused <laughs> for for years and years, and then I this last year, it's just like sure, sure, let's do it. And I'm like, I I enjoyed it. You, you drove with Dave Patterson, right? I, I did. <laughs> no, it'd be good to see you in the stacker again. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, being on the top was like having really horrible 1980s cruise control. <laughs> Not smooth, but... <laughs> okay, I don't Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, I I've always had this thing, and I think maybe a lot of my life experiences, especially with business management, is 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 learn to let go. Because I I did it years ago with um, uh, I can't remember his name. So going back to the the, the Rundle family. <laughs> so so there there's there, that that's the first rivalry <laughs> um but uh um donovan we and i we we did the stackers and um i i i had a problem it, it's just i don't have full control right but uh i don't know i've, I've come through a lot of that and um i i actually i really did enjoy it it wasn't fast enough and good thing to know from what Dave asked me is like, well, is that fast enough? I'm like, dude, really? You could have gone faster? Yeah. Well, why didn't you? <laughs> well, why, yeah, why didn't you? Yeah. I've never been on the top before either. So that was a, that was an experience, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just ran a racing line and boy, I'll tell you the first time going under that flag stand that, that gave me the, the little bit of, um, poops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then of course I realized. Well, how many other cars have gone under this for how many years we've been doing this? No one's hit it yet. Yeah, I'm not nobody's hit it yet. All of a sudden, and whack into it. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> what else did you want to drive out there? Um, I don't know. I I think I wouldn't mind doing a little bit of hit to pass now that I'm out of the restoration industry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It's just like, man, that's such a beautiful car. It belongs on the road. Uh, but now that I don't restore them and, and I've got enough of my own cars that I, I don't worry about it all, I might find a junker to throw on the track. and um, It'd be fun. You know, I'll probably be like, you know, duct taped in so I don't move at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I drove a, a feature stock. I've always had a racing seat, mm. and uh, going from a, a racing seat car to a non-racing, so I can't. I think I was driving Justin Horton's, and boy, I'll tell you, I do it. I couldn't do it. 
no. So, so I don't know. It'll, it'll be a challenge if I do decide to do it. I hit the pass, but mind you, I guess it's not really racing or anything. It's more like downtown playing in Vancouver, like we used to do as kids. <laughs> we, we used to do. We, we just call it urban urban demolition derbies. <laughs> but by then, back then, we could buy one of these cars for fifty bucks running and bash them all over town and freak the you know neighborhood out and go ditch them after we're done. <laughs> I didn't do that as a kid. Nope. Rewind all that. Edit. <laughs> my mother wasn't watching. <laughs> Oh, buddy. <laughs> you know, I I have a grace with, with RCMP after my life because I've probably put most of their kids through college. You know, <laughs> fines I've, I've paid. <laughs> oh, man. This is man. Thank you, Racetrack. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you Racetrack. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I haven't had the use for, for going fast on the city streets since I seriously got back into racing. Um, it, it's just an outlet. Um, yes, it is. And a little bit more on the serious side, we have a beautiful racetrack, abandoned racetrack in Langley, BC, since the 80s that they refused to open because they figured it's going to promote I want this promote uh, street racing. I want well, how does that work? Really? Give them a place to go play. They ain't going to be playing on the street. That's right. Yeah, so, okay. Honey, I'll be done soon. Okay, you're doing a really good job. And I'll come and put a new show on for you, okay? <laughs> you're tired. We're almost done, sweetie, okay? We're almost done, kiddo. You're doing We're good. almost done. So. Here, no, I, I can't see why they won't do that. I mean, it makes no sense. Give them the outlet to, to go and play, and they that way they won't be on the streets. Well, that's just it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's obviously I'm not in council in, in, in Langley. And my uncle was one of the one, one of the guys, uh, mayors, that was fighting for it. And, yeah, it was just brick wall after brick wall. So, I mean, as long as they got something, I guess. But mind you, if you've been to Vancouver lately, there's, there's no go-fast cars really kicking around anywhere anyways. <laughs> Everybody's got, you know, it's Teslas everywhere. Wow. There's, it, I'm not, it was like Honda Civics back in my day is now Teslas. Wow. Yeah, so. That's crazy. But, but uh, no, um. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I gotta tell you, get into a race car, it's gonna teach you everything. That, that's exactly right. Especially I, if you want to be a mechanic. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I can't, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, so, my, uh, I'm hoping my nephew is gonna be coming up this season, or cousin-ish, something, he's one of them goofy relatives. <laughs> but he's uh, he's up from Texas, uh, going to school to be an automotive engineer. Oh, and he wants to get into the working on the race car thing, to to learn about cars and and the frustrations behind them. I'm like, well, that's perfect. You're on the right track. That per you know, yep. You, you know, learn what the mechanics are going to curse you for. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, and definitely, then, and then correct it. But only if. 
So, but then mind you, they're engineers. So that's their whole, right. Their whole mindset is who cares what the mechanic thinks. <laughs> that, yeah, let's just put this here and they have to take all this other stuff off to get to it. And, that's oh, right. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, I only have to tear all this apart once to figure it all out. And my bank account grows and let's let, let them deal with the hard stuff. No, we shouldn't <laughs> talk like that. That was horrible. I'm sorry, engineers. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, being an auto mechanic myself, I know exactly where you're coming from. I can't. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm I'm blessed with with my job as a mechanic because uh, I'm the guy that that does all the old stuff at the shop. Um, and uh, when it comes to when it comes to uh, the carburetors and distributors and 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 doing things you know the way we used to it's 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 that's my bag so tearing things apart rebuilding stuff so mm -hmm. yeah when the old stuff come to the shop it, it's it's my my, my game to work on so okay you can't hear me to do that but let's just so but uh yeah you know i hate being a mechanic right i know you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> but something about the race car is a whole different ball game uh, yep. Yep. So, I'd rather work on a race car than, than work on, on my, my daily driver. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yep. but, um, so it'll be a good season. We're coming into 2024. Yep. I'm looking to actually get a little bit more involved up at the track, you know, even on off, off days. Mm -hmm. So you and I might, you know, bump shoulders a little bit more. Oh, for sure. Take you on a date, put some lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Oh, and, geez, you're funny. and by that, it's it's the concession. But just so you know. <laughs> oh, oh, bud, you're awesome. You're awesome. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna. We're gonna end it right here. I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, I don't I don't either actually to be honest except for it's time to brush someone's teeth and get them ready for bed because yeah yes. yeah she's uh she's quite a handful <laughs> well Literally. not normally not normally but you know it's it's she's she's had a fun day and full of chocolate from grandma so yeah and it's time for her to to get ready and go to bed which the secret is 45 minutes after she's out there. <laughs> she's there out you like go. A light. There so, you go. But there. you want to say bye to everybody and say, I'll see you in the summer. Bye everybody. I'll see you in the summer. Yes, sweetie. We'll see you in the summer. <laughs> All right, Rob, you have yourself an awesome evening. You enjoy your time with your little one. And yeah, uh, and I'll uh, we'll be seeing each other out at the racetrack for sure, or at Walmart, or at Walmart. That's true, or at Walmart. Buying cat food and underwear, <laughs> which is another story altogether. Yeah, that's a whole other story altogether. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, thanks. Um, it, it was good to chat with you. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know Damien's looking forward to it, and there's a lot of other people that are. Or that are looking forward to even just coming to watch. Um, oh yeah, there, there's the, we we've got actually quite a few in our crowd from Pinocchio here, and I bump into them all the time. So, mm -hmm. um, and I'm always getting 
good reports about their their racing racetrack experience and and everything else so i mean that, that's just a big you know push forward for everybody um mm -hmm. and to all you guys in the late models looking forward to seeing your taillights again <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully they'll be looking at your taillights yeah maybe i'll have to paint some on there <laughs> <laughs> You know, the yeah, back of my race car is real clean, right? <laughs> yeah. Except for Mike Ram, and that, that was from a parade years ago. Uh, <laughs> no, Mike knows I love him. Um, uh, I, I spent I used to spend a lot of time with him, coaching him around the track. I'd stand yep. up on top of the building on a radio, and back when he was in the center car days. So, we we do have history, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing him and everybody else. And Cam, I think he's coming back this year. Yes, he correct? is. Awesome. Yes, he is. Great. He's a, he's a nice guy to have around. Yeah, he bought his own car. He's got his own late model now. Oh, does he? Yes, he does. Awesome. Just, yeah, he's, been uh -huh. big, he's been a big help. He's, he's a yeah, him guy. and I were talking last night. And yeah, that's what he uh, that's what he was saying. He's like, tell, tell uh, Rob I'll be back out at the track. Oh, really? <laughs> well, there you go. Yep. Awesome. I'm looking yeah, he's planning on running the entire season at EIR. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, that, that is awesome. Um, so, yeah, to all you guys here, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Spread the word. Make sure everybody yep. comes out. Watch it. Watch the racing. And uh, listen to this guy <laughs> run his mouth at the racetrack. <laughs> Play some tunes and run my mouth at the racetrack. Play some tunes and run my mouth. There, that sounds... That sounds like they're a country song there for you there. <laughs> That's the right one. <laughs> and run my mouth. That's the right one then. <laughs> I was just going to say we'll write it. <laughs> there we go. In between the test drive sessions, we'll be writing a country song. <laughs> Brought to you by... <laughs> Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. That, that's for Ron. You know, because every time we say Carl's Jr., I get paid. If you haven't seen Idiocracy, you better go and watch Idiocracy. It's 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 on my watch list. I got to get get watching that. It's on the watch list. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. it. I haven't watched it yet. No. Uh, I'm gonna have to have Ron's gonna have a few words with you. I think over that one there. <laughs> You're risking losing your job at the racetrack if you have not seen Idiocracy. Oh well, then I guess I better get on that real quick then. <laughs> It's worth the watch. Trust me. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Kevin, for doing this. Um, maybe next time we'll bring out William Shakespeare. And we'll, and we'll the complete back works. For the complete works. 1,500 yeah. pages. So we'll probably be about three years in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a long podcast. Boy, would it ever? You, you'd for probably sure. have an award for the longest podcast ever. <laughs> and probably the most suicides because of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. Why all, did you the, say that? <laughs> I can always cut it out. <laughs> Just remember, the season, I'm going to turn left. <laughs> turn left, go fast, don't crash. That's right. It's written in my morning notes that you repeat every day. <laughs> Today, I'm going to get up and turn left. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot for being on the show, Rob. You're quite well, the character. You're, you're you're very entertaining, that is for sure. Well, thank you. I, I guess it's just one of my ish gifts. <laughs> one of my ish gifts, we'll call it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not entertaining at all, so Oh yeah, you are. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not. You'll you'll know those days. It'll stand out like a big sore thumb. Yeah, we'll just stay away <laughs> from that guy right now. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, uh, we'll see you soon. Absolutely. Um, um, you know, we're, we're only half an hour from each other, so there's no excuse. This is the only reason why we're getting to talk. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to make more of an point to get together here. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. We got to hang out yeah. a lot more. That's right. That's right. Uh, but I'm not wearing lipstick. <laughs> Neither am I. I don't go that way. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you have yourself a fantastic night. All you ERR fans, thanks for bearing with us. Hope it wasn't too much of a pain for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, bud. But, yeah, it was a great night, great conversation, and I look forward to hanging with you out at the yeah. racetrack, listening to more of your stories, and, yeah, for sure. And if you want to do another podcast, just let me know, man. There's an open seat for you. You know, you know what? Hit me up anytime. Just not okay, on bud. Thursday. I don't know. Yeah, just not on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good night. I'm out. You too, buddy. You have a great night. And you just go ahead and hit leave studio and you're good to go. Leave studio. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, bud. Talk to you later. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was quite a conversation with RC Rob Hildebrandt, driver of the number 14 NASCAR late model here at Edmonton International Raceway. Come on out in 2024, meet all of our drivers, especially that character. He is uh, quite the guy, quite the guy. And again, single dad, he's doing the best that he can. This is the Black Flag Disclaimer. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are mine and the guests appearing on Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Edmonton International Raceway, also known as EIR, EIR sponsors or racers, NASCAR, the NASCAR Canada Series, and their affiliated sponsors. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes and entertainment only. The turning laps of Mr. Smiley name and all forms and abbreviations are the property of its owner and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product or service. And now the checkered flag, the show is over. Just like the checkered flag signifies the end of the race, the checkered flag is going to signify the end of the show. Thank you once again to my special guest this evening, RC Rob Hildebrandt. <laughs> quite the character ladies and gentlemen he is driver of the number 14 nascar late model at edmonton international raceway and of course a huge thank you to you the listeners and fans don't forget to like and share the podcast let's grow this audience ladies and gentlemen stay tuned for the next turning laps with mr smiley presented by edmonton international raceway until next time keep smiling everybody